Yes, me, Herman Kane, and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Do you see any of these Trump pressers today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's see. I, I, what interested me was how many times he angled his way into taking a jab at Jeb Bush. Yeah, no. I mean, repeatedly. That, did you see the and, lady with the hair? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that was at the start of his speech. If you missed it, he, he was mad because the New York Times, in writing a story about uh, the aftermath of the Jorge Ramos thing the other day they got from Univision, uh, I guess there's Spanish language stations go after him and refer to him as the man with the toupee. And Trump says, hey, I don't have a toupee. And he called some woman up out of the audience and had her come tug on his hair. And she announced over the microphone, it's real. So, yes. Uh, well, and then he, he also said Jorge Ramos is a maniac. Well, look, you know, I mean, Trump has certainly not uh, resisted the opportunity to reach out and tweak people, and I don't expect he's going to lay off Ramos. I, I think both sides in that sort of see it as a win-win for them. But as we talked earlier, I still think it worked to the advantage of Trump, at least for right now. In his news conference afterward, like I said, Trump uh, jabbed at Jeb Bush a number of times, more than anybody else. Also took some shots at the home state senator, Lindsey Graham, and then said of Hillary at one point, she doesn't have a clue. The new poll numbers today were very good for Trump, and the new Quinnipiac University poll showed him extended his lead. I think he was up to 28%, if I remember correctly. And it shows yep. whether or not you believe the numbers, it shows what we've seen in other polls. Trump extending his lead, Carson moving into second. By the way, Carson then, is second with 12% to Trump's 28. Yes, so it's more than doubled up. And then uh, third place in this poll, at least, was a tie between Jeff Bush, uh, Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, and Ted Cruz. You know, I was looking, because I've seen some of the, the stories recently about the CNN debate that is coming up in a little less than three weeks in mid-September. And the CNN uh, Rules for if you get on the top 10 stage or if you're at the, the pre-debate debate. Carly Fiorina's people are sort of unhappy because it takes the last 10 polls stretching way back. And of course, if you go back before the first debate, her poll numbers were way down and now they have come up in a number that of That seems polls. unfair to me. And I'm... Well, it's, but here's the only thing that I would say on that. I would think that there will be, it's not like we're not going to have any more polls before the next debate, right? I right. would think that there'd be a number of new polls, and if Fiorina's bump is still there, then she'll be pushed up. At this point in time, it, to me, uh, Sean, when you look at the numbers, if you get a bunch of new polls, Chris Christie would be the obvious one who could slip off, but actually... Somebody that's in danger if we get a lot of new polls in and his numbers aren't good is Rand Paul. Rand Paul was at 2% in this Quinnipiac national poll, and he has slipped down to just barely above uh, John Kasich and Chris Christie. So just one to watch there. Uh, in terms of who's going to be on the main stage. I think but there's, there's a lot more information in these polls I want to get into. Trump did have, he topped the no-way list. Yes. 26% of Republican voters say they definitely wouldn't support him. Bush is and next Hillary, at 18. And Hillary was also up there, too, on her side. Well, yes. it's even worse for Hillary. I mean, she does lead the Democratic field with 45%, down 10 points from the last Quinnipiac poll. It's still uh, at 23, yes. And, and Bernie Sanders at 22. Biden, who's not in the race, 18. Um, the word liar 
is the first word to come to mind more than any other word in an open-ended question about what voters think of Hillary Clinton. This was fascinating what Quinnipiac did. I don't remember anybody. I'm sure somebody's done something like this before. But they asked, they played word association with the voters on three different candidates, on Trump, on Hillary Clinton, and on Jeb Bush. And so they said, okay, what's the first word that comes to your mind? For Jeb Bush, the top four were Bush, which I thought was really interesting because to me, that's sort of a negative for him, the family name. It was Bush, family, honest, and weak. Those were the top four responses for Jeb Bush. This was not multiple choice. People were not prompted. It's just what they said is the first word. For Trump, it was arrogant, blowhard, idiot, and businessman. Those were the top four responses. But I'm glad, ha- Hillary, I'm glad Hannity wasn't tested in this poll. <laughs> the Hillary one is really brutal because the first word is liar, as you said. The second word is dishonest. The third is untrustworthy. And then she finally gets one positive one with experience. But, you know, we've talked about this and you certainly have noted the numbers that have been out there and the basic trustworthiness numbers in a lot of these polls. This shows it in an entirely different light when you look at all the responses. Remember, this is what voters said. They weren't said, well, do you think she's a liar? she dishonest they came up with the words liar dishonest and untrustworthy that's amazing for hillary clinton you know when when there has been focus grouping of the show i mean the thing that i pay the most attention to are comments that are made random comments by people that actually collect them in every focus group and put them at the end of every study but to me i get the most out of it uh and and people are very very brutal and upfront with what they want to say about people and you can learn a lot about how you're being perceived whether you like to whether your ego likes to take it or yep. not, it actually is, is helpful if you pay attention to it, in my opinion. The other interesting thing is uh, 61 to 34 percent, her lowest score, people view Clinton as not honest and trustworthy. That's in keeping with all the other polls, except it keeps going higher. Remember, yep. it was 57 percent, no, well, then 58 percent. Now it's 61 yep. percent. Born out not only by the numbers, but by the words in this Quinnipiac poll, too. Yes. Yeah, that, too. And uh, if if you look at Biden, he came out looking pretty good in this poll. Yeah, they, they matched up Biden and Hillary Clinton against the uh, uh, Bush, Trump, and uh, I guess Trump against Sanders, Clinton and Biden. And actually, uh, uh, Joe Biden did better against the top Republicans uh, than against Donald Trump than Hillary Clinton did. The problem was even Bernie Sanders beat Donald Trump in this Q poll. You know, what's fascinating. The Republican candidate that does the best in matchups, either against Hillary or against Biden, is Marco Rubio. He does the best in these hypothetical head to head matchups. I don't care if it's Biden or Clinton. It was literally 44-43 against Clinton and 44-41 against Biden. And meanwhile, according to this poll, Biden would beat Trump 48-40, Bush 45-39. Uh, let's see. Rubio Sanders would be Trump. Yeah. Rubio is the only one that actually beats uh, Sanders. Yep. No, I think, listen, Rubio to me is an interesting uh, candidate right now. Yeah, he's on he's, TV tonight, by the way. Oh, OK. There you go. Uh, he's He's been sort of below the radar. I mean, he's out there. It's not that he's not campaigning, but he's been just sort of plodding along slowly and building. And I still think that Rubio has a lot of room to grow. Scott Walker, I still think, has room to grow. But, boy, he's had uh, some difficult times the last few weeks. Uh, But, you know, they're they're people to watch because, obviously, what have we seen in the past? Just look at four years ago. A lot of people went up early and then they weren't there later. Again, we don't know what's going to happen with Trump, but uh, right now his numbers still are way up. I think we can still stand by what we have been discussing in that this tsunami continues.
Yeah, and you know, I talked with you yesterday. If you you know think about it, put on your strategist hat and try to imagine if you're another one of these Republicans, what is the key to going after Donald Trump? Uh, I was talking. I had dinner with my dad last night, and we sort of were uh, chewing that over. And my dad thought the best idea for the other Republicans is to ignore Trump right now and to let him make a mistake and go from there. One thing that I've definitely noticed about Trump, and we saw it today, even though it was sort of funny over the toupee thing in the New York Times, is is that bad press really aggravates and gets under Donald Trump's skin. He's been pretty good. Uh, I guess maybe since you talked to him on the phone, he hasn't he's put down his smartphone and hasn't gone in on any Twitter rants or anything like that the last couple of days. But he did sort of uh, single out what he felt like were bad reviews in the news media about his exchange with Jorge Ramos. And I just sort of wonder, maybe that's one way if you're in another one of these Republican uh, camps to get after him is to plant stories and sort of use the press to go after him and to clobber Trump. We'll see what they try. Well, maybe. And it would be interesting to see whether or not he learns about learns from past experience and whether or not he falls for that. Uh, my take is that I watched him in these press conferences today and I felt he had more confidence. He seems to really be feeling some momentum. And I would say the tone and cadence between the Jorge Ramos exchange and, and the press conferences today, uh, he seems a lot more relaxed and he's himself. And uh, I, ju- I just sense a better. I don't know. I just sense a, a more confidence in him. Now, as for uh, Vice President Biden, we've been talking about him all week. He had lunch today with the AFL-CIO chief, uh, Richard Trumka. That union has not made an endorsement, I don't think. Uh, It's all been sort of uh, leaning, everybody thought, towards Hillary Clinton. I don't know if that's going to change. Biden's going to be on the road next week. Uh, He's going to be in Miami for a speech on Wednesday, I think, on education. And then he's going to do an Iran nuclear event in Miami on Thursday. And then I think he's in Atlanta after that, either Thursday evening or Friday. I can't remember the uh, the date, but he's going to be on the road next week, and I'm sure... That the fact that he's on the road in Florida and in Georgia is going to get an awful lot of attention, especially if he still hasn't announced what he's going to do. I want to go back to this Quinnipiac poll. I want to go to the quote. What is the first word that comes to mind when you think of Hillary Clinton? They actually put the total numbers in. 178 people unprompted said liar. 123 unprompted said dishonest. 93 unprompted said untrustworthy. Uh, 82 said experience. 56 said bill. 21 said crook. Uh, 19 said untruthful, 18 said criminal, 18 said deceitful. Not exactly an overall net positive, I don't think, on this one for her, huh? Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I can't even, I can't even mention some of the other la- names. Yes, there are some, there are some words in there that I would rather not say on the radio. Uh, I think if I remember, one rhymes with twitch or something like that. Yes, so that is, that would, that yeah. would be correct. Yeah, unbelievable. There's one that rhymes with sinkhole too. I think, if I remember correctly. But yes, it's, it's not one of those things as a PR person that you could look at and and spin your way out of that well, especially since I don't, I don't think that. This poll, which had her ahead by 23 points, was skewed against her. All right. So what other news we got out of D.C. today? Because there's other news. I think one of the interesting things is we look not only at this and at Biden, but uh, yesterday with the the, the shooting in Virginia, we did have some uh, statements from Hillary Clinton, from the White House, from the president as well about the idea of gun control. I will say again, you can bring up all the ideas that you want, but the votes certainly are not there in the Congress and have not been there for a number of years for gun control. But I thought it was 
interesting what Clinton said yesterday. I think she was in Iowa, if I remember correctly, yesterday. Uh, she said something effective. I'm going to fight for this. I don't care if it's if it's uh, you know a, a touchy issue or anything like that. Again, I, I sense that from her. That's another example of how far to the liberal side that she has shifted in the last couple of years. It might have been an issue that she might have ignored a little more eight years ago, uh, but she certainly didn't shy away from it yesterday. Well, it's interesting. One thing that's emerging is everyone keeps asking about gun control, and Donald Trump said he's pro-Second Amendment today, and Hillary Clinton wants more gun control. So that that's going to be a, a big issue. You know, the, uh, the mental health side of this has come up a lot more. There's a couple members in the House and Senate who have been focusing on it, and I, I, I don't know whether it's going to happen soon or whether it's going to take a few years to get more people on board, but I just get the sense here in the halls of Congress and talking to members that there's more of a focus of can they find a way to step up and to, and to funnel more money into not only mental health prevention, mental health treatment, but mental health outreach and more. That seems to be something that maybe you could find bipartisan agreement on. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the economy seems to have swung back around a little bit after six down days uh, that has scared the living pants off of everybody. Yeah, there were good GDP numbers today that were, in fact, uh, more yeah. robust than had been expected. But again, we've seen that before, haven't we, where we slow down at the beginning of the year, then things rev up, and then it slows down near the end. So we'll have to wait for the rest of this year. But yeah, a little more buying than the administration had expected. From What did consumers. you think of the question on Drudge today? Does, does Biden know what's hidden in Hillary's emails? <laughs> I, I don't know. I sort of doubt it. I mean, I do think that there are people uh, within uh, the State Department, within uh, the, you know, sort of the Democratic side who think that this is going to be a trouble spot. I, I think the biggest difference is that the FBI is involved. It's not just sort of, you know, the, the Department of Justice review, like a Lois Lerner review or something like that. Uh, just because the FBI is involved doesn't mean there's going to be something that's going to happen. But I do think it's a bit more threatening than maybe otherwise it could have been. And and look, just look at the, the words and, and, and things from this Quinnipiac poll today. That, that's that's not inspiring. And, you know, I know that it's early and everything like that, but still, that you, you can't look at that and come away with a positive. I've been, I've been saying that about the lack of honesty and truthfulness. Uh, if you, people find you dishonest and untruthful, you it's going to be very hard to persuade them to win. She didn't help herself today when she compared Republicans to America and uh, Americans to terrorist groups. Uh, she said, now extreme views about women. We expect that from some terrorist groups. We expect that from people who don't want to live in the modern world. It's a little hard to take coming from Republicans who want to be the president of the United States. I'm like, oh, she really want to go there? Well, you know, and you even have, I think uh, it was the New York Times, uh, I want to say, that uh, said something to the effect of, you know, her repeated jokes and, and sort of uh, quips about uh, her email situation have, you know, have left Democrats frustrated and that uh, they think she's dismissing something that could be important. I mean, we don't know the answer right now. But again, you can't ignore the trajectory of these polling numbers and, and today mm -hmm. these words from this Q poll. All right, Jamie Dupree in Washington. Thank you, sir, for being with See us. You, Sean. Appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Dr. Ben Carson is coming up. David Webb and Rick Unger. 
Jeff Foxworthy will put a smile on your face. Our good friend is coming back on the program today. Hey, I want to talk about identity theft. It's happening every two seconds right here in the U.S. By the way, giving out your social security number, that increases your risk. Putting any personal information out there, even if you're shopping or going to the doctor, uh, you need to protect your good name, your credit, your identity. And that's why I trust LifeLock. Now, LifeLock goes beyond those so-called free services. They only monitor your credit. LifeLock detects the threats. And if, God forbid, it's ever compromised, they'll help you resolve issues. Uh, They go right to the mat for you. Now, LifeLock has proprietary technology. They detect threats before they happen. They have a dedicated restoration staff to help restore your good name and credit. You only have one identity. You now must protect it in this brave new world we live in. LifeLock protection starts as low as $9.99 a month. You can go to LifeLock.com now. Experience the peace of mind that only LifeLock can provide. Use the promo code Hannity, promo code Hannity, and you get a special 10% discount. Or you can call, mention my name, 800-440-4836, 800-440-4836, for LifeLock.com. The biggest newsmakers, the best coverage, and the issues you care about every single day. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 955 and AM 750 WSB. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.